there. Welcome to You're Doing Fine, Oklahoma, where we explore mysteries, hauntings, and family secrets from the great state of Oklahoma and beyond. I'm Shy. And I'm Shanna. We're wannabe mystery solvers and cousins that love to hash out our favorite whodunits during family time. Our husbands are afraid of us. As As they they should be. Everything is awesome. When you're living the dream. I know what I'm going to banter about. Okay, go ahead. Do it. Well, are we recording? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, one of my coworkers, uh, the one that owns Blackberry Ridge Farm, mm-hmm. uh, was telling us at one of our team lunches to watch Jeremy Clarkson's Farm. It is on Amazon Prime. Does the name Jeremy Clarkson ring a bell? Yeah, from uh, the car show, yep. the UK car show. Yeah, Top Gear. That's the one. Yep. Yep. So he has a show on Amazon Prime. He had a farm. He owns a farm in the Cotswolds. Ugh. Thousands of acres. I can't remember the exact number. I want to oh, say 10,000. That's probably wrong, but a lot of acres. He had been paying someone to take care of this area for him these years that he was doing Top Gear, right? Mm-hmm. Well, he's retired. And so the whole premise of this show is that he is retired and now he wants to be a farmer. That's fair. It is the cutest show that we've seen. In a long time. It is the funniest. It is a good, like, uplifting, make you laugh and and giggle at him because he knows jack shit about the farming. And, oh, my God. It's just, I, re- I think you and Travis would l- both love it. You because of the the England part. Mm-hmm. Um, but also that he just... I don't know. I think you I think you and Travis both would like it a lot. Does he have little mini Highland coos? He does not, but they do get sheep. Mm-hmm. And there's a whole episode over the um, birthing of the sheep. Mm. And the breeding of the sheep. Oh, my God. Are they those cute little sheep with the black faces and the white? Some or are of, they just all white? All, most of them are all white. But... Um, the males are, they have black, black faces. Oh. Um, and they have chickens and they have all of the uh, barley. I'm trying to remember all of the, you know, grains that they, they were trying to farm, but he hires this local farm kid mm-hmm. who's all of 20 years old and. It's just such a good show to watch. Just have a nice, a, n- a nice laugh and, and just make you kind of feel. I love stuff feel like good that. Show. Yeah, it's so good. I love stuff like that. We were so, like, we binged it um, and really sad to see it, <laughs> to see it in. Like, we, we want another season on his farm. So, good stuff. Really oh, I'm sure they'll do more. Oh, I hope so. I'm sure they will. But, it, like, he lost so much money <laughs> from this farm. Yeah. That's why it's called a hobby farm. 
Yeah. <laughs> Hobby farm. But, like, not to give it a big thing away, but he buys a Lamborghini tractor. What? <laughs> He's too much. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was. he was way extra, and it's just precious to watch. Yeah. Oh, my God. I love it. Yep, same. I will definitely watch that. What's it on? Netflix? Amazon, Amazon Prime. Oh, okay. So, that sounds good. Yep. Okay, trying to pull up my episode real fast. Because my, my computer hates me. You okay? Yeah. You okay with that? Mm, nope. Are you in a toxic relationship with your computer? Maybe a tad. <laughs> and you just can't get out of it? Yeah, I can't. Blink twice if your computer is abusing you. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> okay. So, today, Shan, we're going to discuss murder. Okay. Oklahoma murder. I'm into it. I found out about this um, this murder from one of my coworkers who friend of a friend type of situation okay um, told her about this and that they actually um, knew this person okay so was it here in Oklahoma City? No okay we're gonna go a little north okay so. I had never heard this story before. Mm-hmm. Um, if you do, that's awesome. It's a crazy-ass story. So, you ready? Go forth and prosper. Okay. So, today we're going to talk about the murder of Tommy Payoneers. Huh. Okay. Uh, okay. He. Uh, so, the places I got all my information was Oxygen Snapped. Oh, shit. Okay. All right. <laughs> the Oklahoman. Um, the Ocali, which I think is, um, that's the OSU still, uh, still mm -hmm, OSU thing, uh -huh, newspaper, uh -huh, news on six. And then the Stillwater news express. Okay. So, but the majority of it I got from snapped. God, I love that. Love Fuck. That so there's a whole snapped episode on it. There's a whole snapped episode. Shit. Okay. Yep. Alrighty. Okay. So we're going to go, we're going to go back to our late nineties, early two thousands. That was what I thought was my best life. It wasn't. Yeah. But, you know. You know. We, we go through stages. Yeah. It's fine. It's all good. So, around midnight, November 29th, 1999, Jennifer Pioneers would call 911 telling the dispatcher that her husband had been shot. Okay? Okay. When the police arrived... They would find Tommy Pioneers shot five times in the entry of their home. Mm, okay. okay. One of the officers did perform CPR and would even go as far as riding in the ambulance with this guy to the hospital to keep, um, to help them, you know, do those life-saving measures to try and keep him alive. And this was in Stillwater? In Stillwater. Okay. Yes. Um, they would... Um, like I said, he rode with him all the way to the hospital. Tommy did end up dying a short time later from his injuries, though. Okay. okay. Tommy, he was 25 years old. So were these 
people like students at OSU in Stillwater or just lived in Stillwater they for just, funsies? They just lived in Stillwater. Okay. okay. Fair enough. So I'm going to tell you a little about Tommy. So Tommy Pioneers was born actually in Hawaii, um, July of 74. And according to one of his friends that was interviewed for Snapped, he said that Tommy was born addicted to heroin because Ooh. his mom was an addict Ooh. and his father was not a part of their life. So it was a pretty, pretty bad upbringing. His first few um, years of his little life, his mom, unfortunately, did die by suicide when he was three. Ooh. So he was sent to live with his grandmother in Stillwater, Oklahoma. Okay. That's a culture shock. Yeah. Okay. Um, he ended up thriving with his grandmother. Like she was this positive force in his life and just very loving and protective and um, just kind of, you know, grew up into a really good kid. He was, uh, however, he loved the punk, the punk rock thing that was kind of big in those early 2000s. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but he was kind of the prime example of don't ever judge a book by its cover because he was a super hard worker, like super nice kid, just a really good person. He just loved the spiky hair and the earrings and the... Oh, he had a mohawk, I bet, didn't he? I don't think like he had a, a... I think he had like the frosted tips and like all the piercings oh, well, shit. Everyone and the baggy, had those in the and late the baggy 90s. jeans. Sure. Like he was like the Avril Lavigne punk Oh, with like rings and yeah. Okay, he was like I'm with it, like that. Maybe some eyeliner, probably. Okay, yes, I'm with it. Yes, but super good kid. Okay, so at some point during you know his life, he would end up meeting Jennifer Wheeler. Jennifer was born in Stillwater in 1975 to a very conservative uh, but prominent family. There in Stillwater, very religious, and her father was a well-known florist there in Stillwater. Her name sounds super familiar. Mm-hmm. You're probably going to know this story once I get going. But okay, that's fine. Um, she was kind of known as the rebel of the family, kind of the wild child, as people you know portrayed her. She was also like one of those punk rock kids. Um, like she had the colored hair. You know, now it's like every other kid you see. But back in the late 90s and early 2000s, like, one genre of style had it. Right? But that, like, I feel like that was all of us in the late 90s. And also, you know, they just rolled out a festival in Vegas for us all mm-hmm. that are now 40. Yeah. Um, To go see our favorite bands from from that time frame from that early 2000s and they had the nerve to call it the when you were young tour or when you were young festival Mm -hmm. because we were at one point yeah that's fine it's awkward go ahead it's just it's fine it's awkward (laughs) it's fine so obviously her and tommy hit it off right like they they liked each other's look, and obviously Tommy was a super nice kid, and Jennifer was like the, um, you know, extrovert who liked to have fun, and you know, kind of, they just really kind of fell for each other. Um, Jennifer soon started um, studying to become a hairstylist. Okay, so like age of eighteen, 
Sure. She was wanting to be a hairstylist. Um, Jennifer's parents immediately liked Tommy. Like, took like took him in, almost liked him more than they liked Jennifer type of situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and they were hoping his, like, good worth, work ethic and just his, you know, good nature would kind of rub off on their daughter. Right. Okay. Well, they did end up getting married in September of 1996. And not long after they got married, Jennifer had been wanting to open her own salon. Um, and Tommy had um, kind of gotten this job at this local car audio shop. And, you know, do you remember when they would install the audio systems and the video systems? Yeah, Queen. Yeah. Yeah, I do. And now it's like... And now it's like standard feature on every car you buy. Almost every car you buy. Which is super rude, but whatever. Yeah. So he was like doing real well at this audio, um, this audio place and trying to, you know, move on up and whatever. So they... um, Bought a, they bought a salon, and he, like, helped her fix it up, and he did all of the handiwork on it. Like, they were living their best newlywed life. Yeah, and they were young, too. Super young. But, I mean, if you kind of think about it, that our generation from that time, like, was still part of those generations where you started really young, like, starting a life, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, if you weren't married by 25, you were an old maid. Yeah. Yeah. Now we're like, please don't get married. Yeah, please don't get married before 30, please. Please, don't. for the love of God, live your life and have fun. <laughs> um, so, Jennifer and Tommy, Jennifer was super close to her little brother. Mm-hmm. And um, her little brother's name is Nick Wheeler. He had a little, uh, a little band, a little local band. Um, there in Stillwater that turned out to be like really, really good. Um, and they would end up becoming the All-American Rejects. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So. Yes. Interesting. Yep. Okay. So. Tommy, Is he still a part of that band? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Hmm. He's like, he was one of the. The main guys? The main guys. Okay. Him and the. Whatever his name is tall lanky dude yeah i can't remember his name i can't either i can see his face but i yeah. just can't remember he was his in name. a movie too wasn't he mm-hmm. anyway, I can't remember. Mm-hmm. um but like they loved it being around the band and tommy was the one that helped set up and tear down you know like the crew for the band when they were still trying to you know gain some footing in the in that scene and um Jennifer would sell CDs, probably at her salon and around town. Um, and Nick was actually the one that had turned his closet into a makeshift recording studio where they recorded their first little CD. I bet he had foam on the walls. He probably did. It probably looked a lot Just like, like this. we do. Yeah. I want to think it wasn't as pretty, but. Yeah, he didn't. He definitely didn't do as good of a job. Maybe not. They were did. teenagers. So. Yeah. You can't Probably. expect a whole lot. Probably. <laughs> anyway, so as um, kind of as this band is gaining attention, right? Like they're going to more venues and things like that. So Jennifer basically becomes their manager 
Like she's like getting them gigs and, um, you know, booking parties and that type of thing. She's also trying to get their help them find their look too. So she's doing their hair. Oh, yeah. She's like the stylist person, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so during this time, Tommy at this job that he was at the audio place, uh, was doing so well that other companies were wanting to hire him. Okay. Come work for us. But he really liked the people he worked for. And so they were like, Hey, let's try to get you into more of a management type of role. Um, and he was like, yep, got a wife now. Like I want to, I kind of want to leave this punk rock, um, look behind. And so kind of cleaned up his look a little, Mm -hmm. still loved like rock, right? He still loved music and and stuff. But so he kind of grew up a little, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. Well, Jennifer didn't. Jennifer wanted to hang around the parties and and things like that. So by this is by 1999, she was like full on in charge of getting gigs. She was full on doing all the parties and get togethers. Um, and it would be kind of a constant fight between her and Tommy. because She was constantly out hanging out with her, you know, younger brother. Yeah, living a lo- rock and roll lifestyle. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. So. While she was this manager at one of the parties, she would meet 18-year-old Philip Meadows. Now, mind you, by this time, 99, she was 24, Tommy was 25. Okay. Okay. She, she meets this Philip Meadows kid. They would hit it off rather quickly. And by July of that year, by mid-year 99, they, were, they would be in a full-on affair. Okay. Okay. Um, during this time, at the same time also, Tommy started developing some health issues. They were like test after test. We don't know what's going on. Like something's really wrong here. But all the tests they would do, nothing came back. And almost, I want to think that almost as fast as they came on, they dissipated. And he kind of got better. Almost like he was being poisoned. Almost. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And even though he was sick, he still noticed that this Philip kid was super handsy with his wife, like blatantly in front of him. Like they would be hanging out with the band and they would be all over each other. Like she would be sitting on his lap or he would be sitting on hers. Like... It was more handsy than they needed to be. Okay? Like... Yeah. You don't need to be... Like, don't be rude. Right. And that he was doing it right in front of the husband. And Tommy was not having it. Hmm. Like, at all. Okay. It's like this... No, this is not happening. Um, It would escalate to the point that... Tommy would find Jennifer's car parked outside of Philip's house... Mm-hmm. And went into the house and found them in bed together. Mm-hmm. Fully clothed, but still in bed. In the bed together. Mm-hmm. And things escalated. He got mad and he slapped Jennifer. Ugh. Yeah. It's not a good look. No. Not at all. Um, so 
Jennifer then called the police, and Tommy was arrested for domestic assault and went to jail. Spent the night. Um, He did move out afterwards, but um, he would tell friends, the people that were interviewed on on Snapped, um, that he he did confine that he felt horrible about slapping her. Like, he was like, I don't know what happened. I just, you know, lost it and and slapped her, and he felt, like, real bad. I sort of wonder how it even gets to that point, though. Like, if you're seeing your spouse, whether you're the wife or husband or whatever, mm-hmm. if you're seeing your spouse sitting on somebody else's lap... And obviously having a relationship with someone else. At one point, are you just like, you know what? I'm okay with divorce. Mm-hmm. I'm cool with it. Yeah. I'm fine with it. Yeah. I don't need to fight. Right. I don't need to, like, show everyone how big my dick is. Yeah. I'm, I'm good with just, like, letting it go. Yeah, like, let's just <laughs> peace out. Yeah. And I feel like this is um, kind of a common discussion for us. Like it's it, it is. It's, it's super is. super OK to get divorced as society. We have made it such that divorce is like this awful thing that you could do. Um, but when it gets to a point where uh, someone in that relationship is no longer happy and you know that and you see that and you continue to stay, um, you're like he should have seen what was happening like setting on laps and be like, okay, well, <sighs> thank you for your time. <laughs> yep. It's time for me to go. Yeah. That's my exit cue. Yeah. So. So maybe that's how we can like make it, I don't know, change, make a change in society is let's like normalize people um, Walking away, walking away gracefully. Yeah, before shit goes south. Yeah, before, you know, murders happen. Yeah. Or before it ever escalates to the point of even fighting in your front yard in front of the neighbors. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just like, at what point do you just gracefully bow out and be like, you know what? This is not the relationship I thought it was. Mm-hmm. So it's time for me to go. Yeah. And yeah. you do what you do, boo. Yeah. Yes. I don't know. Yeah. So. I don't know. But, so, kind of this, Jennifer also, this whole time was like, you know, divorce really isn't an option at all. And but her why family, though? because her family was totally against it very very religious family was her family then okay with her having a blatant affair with someone else then Um, they were cool with that they probably didn't even know about that even though her brother probably saw it on the daily Mm. maybe they were okay with it shan maybe they were like as long as you keep it hush hush and as long as you look like you're still married i don't know i don't know yeah gross yeah. Okay. So, anyways, so they um, they finally agree to talk things out. Like, okay, divorce is not going to be an option for me, so let's talk it out. But within days of this happening is when Tommy would be shot five times. Yeah. 
Yes. Because if divorce isn't your option. Yes. And you don't want to be married to that person anymore. Murder is always going to be the second best option. Right. Because why? Because you still don't want to be married to that person. I just. I'm just kind of like. Murder is never an option on the table. Should never be an option on the table. When you are to the point where. Oh, my God, my family's going to hate me so much if I get a divorce. So now I have to kill another human being. So now I'm going to go live Take the life? rest of my life in the Oklahoma State Penitentiary. Because they, pass. they'd be okay with that. Like, you need to really reevaluate your relationship with your family. Well, plus, people always think they're not going to get caught. That they're too smart to figure out that they're the primary suspect when their spouse gets murdered. That's true. It's always... <laughs> the spouse it's always the spouse 100 <laughs> percent people that come on always jesus anyways <gasps> so back to the night of that shooting yep okay jennifer would tell the police officers that earlier that evening a local homeless man <laughs> would come to their front door asking for money and they refused to give him money. And then later that evening is when another knock on the door came. And when he, Tommy, opened the door, he would be shot five times. So she's throwing this poor little homeless dude under the bus. Well, you know, it's always like, it's always a homeless guy. It's always a drug addict. Mm-hmm. It's always a black guy. It's always a person of color. Yeah. Like... When a white person is there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm saying. Like, they know it's you. Yes. But I'm going to try to deflect uh-huh. onto any other population that I possibly can. Yes, because I'm a racist piece of shit. Well. And let's prove it by doing that. I'm just like, how do you, I mean. I, again. Like, just these people are so that. desperate to get away with murder that they don't care that they're hurting someone that literally... Has done nothing. Has done nothing. And from what I understand, this man was known around the Stillwater area, this little homeless guy, mm-hmm. never hurting anyone. Yeah. So they just threw and him directly under the bus. Yeah. He wasn't known for going up to people's homes asking for money. Yeah. Either. The cops, the authorities called, like... Picked him up and was like, hey, can you come down for questioning? He was like, uh, yeah, sure. And not one time during questioning did he seem nervous or, you know, or anything like that. Like, he was like, yeah, this is this is where I was. This is what went down. And they even asked him to take a polygraph. And he was like, yes, I will do that. Completely passed the, the polygraph. And they were like, oh, okay, well, this he's not the one that did it. No. He's not the one that did it at all. The fuck? Yeah. Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. So after this, um, he was quickly ruled out as the shooter. Okay. Well, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they would soon kind of hone in on Jennifer and Philip after interviews with friends um, like, you know, what would, what would a motive be here? And everyone was like, well, we're pretty sure they were screwing. Pretty sure they were fucking on the side. 
Hashtag no shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, numerous people witnessed all of this handsy, like, interactions. I'm just like, oh, my God. It was, sorry, I just hit the table. Um, dumb. So, they have their motive. <laughs> like, got our motive. This all happened in November, right? Okay. By February of 2000. One of uh, Philip's buddies, his name was Cameron Chesney, would go to the police station and tell the authorities that it was Philip that shot Tommy and that he, Cameron, was the one driving Philip to the Panniers neighborhood. God, I hate when my friends turn me in. I know. Man. Yeah. So he told them that um, they picked up Philip, him and another guy. His name was um, Kenneth Lewis, would pick up Philip. And um, Philip would tell them to go to the Pioneers neighborhood and got out of the car. Within a few minutes, Cameron and the other passion- passenger, Kenneth, would hear four shots. And Philip was soon running back to the car. So where'd the fifth shot yeah, come from? Yeah, I know. That's what I, that's what I never got on the snapped episode. Because the guy, the investigator was like, he was shot five times. He had five bullet wounds. But his friends only heard four shots. So maybe, maybe one of his bullet wounds was like through a hand. And it like entered through a hand and into the body. It could have. Same yeah. shot. Yeah. But four, four bullets, five entry wounds. Yeah. Or something like that. Right. Yeah. I could have. Weird. Okay. Yeah. Um, he did state when he was talking to the police officers, they had no idea going into that night that Philip was going to kill Tommy. But when Philip told him to go to the neighborhood, they knew something bad was going to happen. So we just kept on driving. So we just sat there while he walked up to their home. And you didn't see this dude with a gun? Oh, yeah. No, I like, think it was... Come on. It was Chesney's... One of Ch- Chesney's family members, if I remember right, that sold him this gun. Like, months before. So, yeah. So I assume this Chesney f- character got a deal. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll get to that. Okay. Mm-hmm. So otherwise, he's an accessory. Mm-hmm. So, Cameron... Um, would agree to a wire to try to get Philip to confess. Mm-hmm. Um, well, being the 18-year-old dipshit that Philip was, <laughs> he was like, fuck yeah, I did it. You know I did it. And you you know, were there. Yeah, and you know Jennifer knew about it. <gasps> ooh, ooh. Threw her under the bus. Ooh, bro. Yeah. Bro, bro. He called out his lover. Ooh. Called her out. And that is why you don't date fuckboys right there. 18-year-old ones. <laughs> well, let's be 100% clear. They can be 37 and still be fuckboys. They can be in their 40s and still be fuckboys. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. 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 They were just, whatever. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but with that little confession, they had everything they needed to arrest um, both of them, both Jennifer and Philip, for 
not only conspiracy to commit murder, but first degree murder as well. Hashtag no, no shit. shit. Yep. 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 I mean, duh. Yeah. Yep. I'm surprised it took him that long. It was only a few months, actually. They went rather quickly, but there was just there was just no no one else with any motive because this kid was such a good kid. Like everyone liked this Tommy kid. And yeah, so I mean, the moment you hear from their friends that, like, she's having an affair with this 18-year-old kid, mm-hmm. you don't have anyone else that you suspect, right? I mean, that's, it's her and him. It's the wife and the boyfriend. Yeah. From that day forward. Yeah. And I mean, you're just trying to get evidence to seal the deal. Yeah. Interesting. So, do you have information on the trial or? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Go on. So, they were able to talk Philip into testifying against Jennifer in a plea deal of life with parole if he pled guilty. Really? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yep. Really? So, yep. So, at Jennifer's trial. So, is he getting out like next year? Just wait. Just you wait. God dang it. Just you wait. And Reagan's. Okay. So at Jennifer's trial, she completely denied the affair, stating they only had started they only started having sex on Valentine's Day of 2000, 10 weeks after her husband's death, when she was grieving. Queen. Yeah. Come on. She did admit to um, exchanging letters in jail with Philip, but didn't know who killed her husband until Philip had made his confessions in March. <sighs> yeah. So all of these, um, all of these friends and people who saw them canoodling, yeah, all over the greater Stillwater region, the multitude of people they were all lying. were full of shit, yeah. And it was, no, we didn't have any physical relationship until after he was dead on Valentine's Day. Okay. Yep. All right. Yep. Whatever. Mm -hmm. But Philip sang like a jaybird. Yeah, because whoever talks first gets the best deal. Uh Uh-huh. So he admitted not only to having an affair, but um, when Jennifer told him divorce wouldn't be an option is when they started planning Tommy's death. Um, He did state in there that divorce wouldn't be an option for her because of her super religious family. They wouldn't be okay with it. He did say that when Jennifer tried to poison Tommy by putting Visine in his Gatorade and that didn't work, they then started planning to either hire a hitman or do it themselves. Oh. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So I don't know. I should have looked up. This was my bad on this part. I should have looked up like the what Visine in liquid does. Do you know? Yes. Okay. Um, And I'm trying to remember because I actually just listened to a podcast about this like two weeks ago. 
about someone that killed someone with Visine. Mm-hmm. And it's like, because you know the movie um, Wedding Crashers? Yes. He puts Visine in the guy's drink. Right. And it just makes him have, like, violent diarrhea. Right. Right? Right. It makes him, like, really ill. Well, it does that, but it also is a poison. Mm-hmm. And if you use enough of it, it can, like, shut your organs down. Yes. Um, I just can't remember the name of the... Can't remember the name of the compound that's in... Visine. I don't know how to pronounce it. I just pulled it up. Tetra. Tetrahydrosoline. Tetrahydrosoline. Yes. Yeah. So. It says a little lower down there that it can lower your heart rate and shut your organs down. Or yes. Or something like that, right? It can lower your heart rate, lower your bre- blood pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, it is relatively, and relatively small amounts can be toxic. Yeah. 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 So interesting oh yeah because this um another woman used visine to kill her husband that was elderly oh that was what i listened to a podcast on okay and he was like elderly and then she made up this whole story about how he was like abusing her and all this shit and she thought he was she thought she was going to inherit his estate Mm. and he was like aware that she was actively poisoning him so he changed like his will like a week before his death no way yeah and it was a whole thing it was a whole thing but But yeah yeah. it's a i mean visine will fucking kill somebody please don't put visine in (laughs) anyone's drink and if you ever watched wedding crashers and thought that would be fun like you're a fucking dipshit yeah it's it will cause violent diarrhea, but it can also, like, kill someone. Yeah, it can kill someone. So yeah. don't be dipshits, okay? Yeah. Okay. So, that's when they started planning this, we gotta take him out type of situation. So, they went straight from Visine to shooting him. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Okay. So, the jury at Jennifer's trial would take five days... To acquit her of first-degree murder, but find her guilty of conspiracy to commit murder. She was sentenced to 10 years. That's fucking disappointing. Yeah. That's real fucking disappointing. Yes. Um, Chesney, the one that first told the police officers about what had happened, had been given a plea deal um, for five years plus five parole, but the judge was like, no. Nope. The max sentence for conspiracy is 10 years. You're getting 10 years. Yeah, because he was an accessory. Yeah. Yes. And whether he says he knew about it or not, yeah. I mean, he he was driving the car. Yeah. He was an accessory. Yeah. So he didn't get his plea deal that the, the attorneys were trying to do. And the judge wow. was like, nope, shutting it down. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Kenneth Lewis, the third individual, never showed up for his court date. Uh-huh. He skipped town. They think he went to California. But then I can't find anywhere where he was like, oh, no, he's back. Let's go to court. Oh, <laughs> like, they probably, he's probably not high enough. Yeah. I mean, he didn't pull the trigger. So he's right. he probably just, just 
they were like, eh, if he ever comes back to Oklahoma and gets like stopped or something, we'll yeah. have a warrant out for him. But we'll, we'll get him in prison. Well, yeah. he ended up they they did. He came back. They found him, whatever. Um, and he was also sentenced to the 10 years for conspiracy. OK. OK. <clears throat> Philip Dennett up putting in that uh, guilty plea. And was given a life sentence with possibility of parole. Uh-huh. Okay. Are you ready for the fun fun parts? Are you ready? <laughs> no, because I'm already so fucking disappointing with the sentence. So fucking disappointed in the sentencing in this thing that I'm like. You're going to love this. He's probably already out and he lives next door to me. That's you're, what I feel like is going to happen. You're going to love this. <laughs> Jennifer was released from prison in 2005 after only serving four years. Uh-huh. Yep. Chesney was released in 2005. 40 year, 40% of their sentence. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And Kenneth in 2008. Philip was granted parole in 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently living all their normal lives now. Jennifer is back to doing hair. What? Yep. This is how I found out about it. A woman went to her <gasps> to have her hair done, then found out later who she was. Fuck off. She still works in Oklahoma? Yep. She sure as fuck does. Why would you not leave the state? I don't know. I mean, you think divorce is embarrassing. Yeah. I think it's delusional. Which I guess she beat a murder charge. It was just that spe- that pesky conspiracy charge she didn't beat. Mm-hmm. So. I assume she's still in still order. I don't know. <gasps> I mean, I'm sure she's on the social medias. Um, <laughs> I don't know how far I can go with that. Without I'm being looking like. Looking that up. Looking that up right now. Um. But yeah, so her name sounds so fucking familiar that I'm like, and it's not because of this case because I don't think I've ever heard of it. I mean, that's kind of a not an unusual name though, so it could be. It's kind of normal. You're a hundred percent correct. It's pr- I. There's probably nine hundred Jennifer Wheelers in the state of Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but that name sounds so fucking familiar. Yeah, but she's like close to my age. She's just a couple of years older than me. Interesting. Yep. Well, okay. Um, hmm. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So they're all just out and about. They're all out and about, um, you know, living their best post-prison lives. Um, hopefully they're reformed. They're... Come on. Uh, you know what? Hey. They basically got a slap on her on the wrist. People are sitting in prison for weed charges longer, longer than, than they ten, served yeah, for fucking conspiracy to commit murder charges. To take an to take a life, yeah. No, I know. I mean I know. It's it's super it's super pathetic that and now weed is legal and these guys are still in prison. Still sitting in prison. Yeah. But you can you conspire to to uh kill your husband and we're just gonna Ten years, sweetie, don't ever do it again. But you'll only serve four. Yep. I mean. Yes. I. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like. Yeah. And when did the actual trigger puller get paroled? 2018. 
So he served 17 years, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. He's uh-huh. He was only 35 when he got paroled. Uh-huh. He would have still had a whole ass life ahead of him. Yeah. If he can get a job. Oh, I'm sure he'll find something. The fuck, man. Yeah. And Tommy never got a chance to do anything. He was 24 years or 25 years old when he died. The fuck, man. 25. That is insane. No. I have never heard of this story. Nope, I hadn't either. At all. Because I didn't watch Snapped, really, but... um. But now I'm just like, well, fuck, now I have to find out where this bitch is and make sure she's not living next door to me. Uh-huh. Let's do that. <sighs> and make sure What's-His-Biscuit isn't either. Like, Philip. No, nowhere near the OKC's area. I Please, mean, for the love. What in the fudge? I have so many questions, but none of them can be answered by you. I just have a whole lot of questions for, like... The judge or jury that was doling out sentencing in this. Yeah, like, why? How did she beat the murder charge? That's what I want to know. I have no idea. Just it was like eight women. How many's on the jury? Five men? Twelve total. Yeah. Eight, eight women, four men. And they felt they acquitted her of murder. Is she blonde? She like blonde no. and blue eyes. Mm-mm. Nope. Oh. No, but I honestly think it's because her family is a prominent conservative family in Stillwater, because all this was done in Stillwater. Mm, you might be right. You totally might be right. I mean, even it was even to the point where, um, when they put her in jail. When she was arrested initially, right, uh-huh. um, her attorney was like, her family's so prominent in this town. She's not going to be a flight risk. She's too well known. I was like, her family's so prominent in this town, they could get her out of the country if they wanted. I'm like, what? And apparently the judge was like, no. It was like $20,000 bail or something crazy like that. So, Whatever. Yeah. But they kept playing that. Like, she comes from this prominent family. And, and I'm like... Just because you're prominent doesn't mean you're not, you know, capable of murder. No. I hope if she's married again, her um, husband knows that she... You know, was involved in killing her last husband. I'm just putting that out there. Yeah. But... That's bananas. Mm-hmm. That's like super bananas, dude. Yeah. Got a lot of questions. So so many questions, I know. So many questions. Yep. But that's fine. I feel like that was a short, sweet one, and I apologize if it was, but... No, I respect it was, that. It was, a, it was a pretty interesting one, for sure. It was really interesting. Mm-hmm. That was a really good one, Shy. Thanks. Now you know, if you're an All-American Rejects fan, that... They got, you know, close ties to murderers. So, hey. That's crazy. Rock out. Man. I know. Wow. Okay. Well, that's crazy. 
Yep. I'm flabbergasted. I have no words, which doesn't happen very often. It doesn't. I'm like waiting for you to like <laughs> take this conversation and run with it. It does not happen very often. And I'm just kind of like, what the fuck? Uh-huh. Ten years. She served four people. So many questions. Wow. And now I gotta look people up on social media. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Well, I got some investigating to do. Yeah, you do. Um, Thank you for that nugget, Shy. Yeah, anytime. It was great. Thanks. <laughs> if you've enjoyed this episode or you're just really optimistic that we'll only get better from here... Like, subscribe, follow You're Doing Fine Oklahoma on your favorite podcast app. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at You're Doing Fine OK Pod. That's you are underscore doing underscore fine underscore OK underscore pod.